What's going on, y'all? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. My dude's in the chat already. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, y'all. Hope you are having a happy, healthy, loving season heading into uh, this supposedly super special winter solstice and, you know, the regular rebirth of the sun and the reset of the sky clock and um, entering into the glorious, the glorious reason for the season that is the birth of our Lord and Savior. And we're going to get to that tonight. Um, tonight we're going to talk about some light stuff. We're going to read some stuff. I'm going to read a pamphlet someone sent me about Christmas. <laughs> I have an anonymous person that just sends me, like, every sort of pamphlet ever. Let's see here. This one was the best one. <laughs> just, and it's like every denomination, too. I never really know which uh, denomination it is. I just have a giant stack of pamphlets that these people... <laughs> this anonymous dude sends me. So whoever you are, shout out. I love the pamphlets. I actually really do. And so we're going to read the Christmas one tonight. So I don't know who you are, but you know who you are. Thank you for God's Christmas gift. We're going to read that tonight. We're also, of course, of course, you know me. My favorite book in the world is the Jesus Storybook Bible. So we're going to read from that. All of the stories about the reason for the season. We're going to play a Doug Wilson clip. Based, epic, Doug Wilson. We're going to listen to him talk about the reason for the season, which is the name of this stream. Um, and then after tonight, I have one short stream next week, next Monday, with, with the legend Joe Gagan. We're going to be talking about Legion of Bears, um, my experience, his experience, and then why you, young man out there, or just man of any age out there, should join the Legion of Bears in January. So we're going to talk about that next week. And then I'm taking a little bit of a break, either one week or two week long break, and I'll be back in January either the uh, 10th or the 17th. I think that's right. Pretty sure it's the 10th or the 17th. I'm coming back, and we are, uh, we're going to hit the ground rolling in 2022. <laughs> if we survive the great reset of the, of the sky clock. Um, so yeah, as you know, as you've all heard out there, we are regularly streaming live on Odyssey. I'm going to not scream with these, with these headphones in. We stream live here every Monday, live on DLive. You're probably here watching. Some of you are here. Four people are here on DLive. Three people are on YouTube. Some people do that. They're still on YouTube. I got zero on Twitch tonight. Sometimes I get one or two people there. We're on Trovo. I don't know how many people are there. Probably zero. <laughs> but we're now on Odyssey. Hit me up. Subscribe. Follow. On Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot -E com slash at. You got to include the at. So O-D-Y-S-E-E dot -E com slash at. Jonathan Corey, S-E-A-N-A-T-H-A-N-C-O-R-Y. Fine, follow me, subscribe there. But tonight is special. So we've been, I'm on Odyssey now for like this, on like my third week successfully there. But tonight, official, it's official. We are streaming on VK. <laughs> so what is up? What is happening? Russia and Eastern Europe. We are streaming here live on VK, and we have two people watching right now. What's up, Mother Russia? <laughs> I love y'all. Uh, I'm Jonathan Corey. I talk about God and other interesting stuff. And I love your freedoms and your culture and your language. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan of your history, the Rurik and the, <laughs> the, the Cossacks. Um, big fan, big fan of your culture. Um, please don't censor me. <laughs> please don't censor, censor me, Putin, like all the American corporations do. So we're on VK, VK.com. Jonathan Corey on there is my name. We're streaming there. We got two people watching right now. What's up, Russia? What's up, Eastern Europe? <laughs> and we're on Odyssey, and we're on Twitch, and we're on YouTube, and we're on DLive. What's going on, y'all? All could not be better, brother. Much love. Merry Christmas. It's good to hear. 
That's great to hear. So we're going to start off um, before I get to reading my little pamphlet and my Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, we're going to watch a little Doug Wilson clip. Based Doug Wilson is going to break down quickly the reason for the season. So this is why the person and work of the Lord Jesus cannot be separated. The person and work of the Lord Jesus cannot be separated. We are not cleansed and forgiven because we admit that somebody died. No, we have to look at this straight on. God took on human flesh in order to be able to die. He did this so that such a death would be followed by a resurrection, in which resurrection the identity of Christ would be proclaimed by God to the world. And this is the meaning of Christmas. This is why we celebrate Christmas. When Mary held the desire of nations in her arms, she was holding the body that would be broken and would be sacrificed for the life of the world. John 6:51. She was holding the bread that would be broken for you. She was holding the loaf that would be broken for you and for me. The incarnation was the gift that made the great gift later, the crucifixion, burial, resurrection of Christ, possible. The incarnation makes the great gift possible. It's the preliminary gift. It's the prerequisite gift. So the incarnation is the gift that made the later, uh, we preached Christ crucified, that's what we focus on, because that's where our sins were dealt with, was in the cross and resurrection. So we acknowledge that. But what was it that made that even a possibility? And what will we do with this? How shall we, how shall we respond to this? This is the child who was born to die. This is the child who was born in order to be able to die. Every child who's born into the world is going to die. We all are going to die. We all know that we're going to die. But Jesus was born into the world so that he could die. So that he could die. That was the point. His death was the end result. That's what he was driving for so that he could secure your salvation. He was born to die so that you and I might live forever. This is the way. He is the door. There is no other door. There is no other way. And keep in mind that Jesus did not die for a crowd. He did not die for an indiscriminate mass. He died for faces and names. He died to secure your salvation, and he died to secure my salvation. And in order to be able to give you and me that gift, he needed a human body. And Mary was the instrument that God used to give him that body. He was given that body, a full and complete human nature, so he could lay that nature down, so that he could give up his life for the life of the world. That is the only way, that is the only good news, that is the only gospel, that's the only light in this dark world. That is the only good news. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Slap in the chat says, I like this fella. He laughs heartily at heretics. <laughs> I don't know if you're talking about him or me, but yeah, we both do. Doug Wilson, based Doug Wilson, check him out. He does good breakdowns of like pop culture people and like their heresies and their blasphemies and just corrects them very simply with just the simple gospel. Just simple, concise gospel. Great man. I don't know him personally. He could be up to no good behind the scenes, but from what I've seen of him online, great man. Based man. Man of God. So we're going to read two things here, like I mentioned. First is this pamphlet again. Shout out anonymous man who, from New Jersey, who's, I don't know, <laughs> I'm not going to say the name. It might actually be your name. But I don't know what screen name you go by. Thank you, New Jersey man, you know who you are, who just sends me pamphlets from like random churches all over, different denominations. We're going to read this one. Um, it does not say, oh yeah, it does say it. Sword of the Lord Publishers. <laughs> James H. Barrett, Sword of the Lord Publishers. Does not say what denomination. So um, refute it all you want in the chat or in the comments. Um, yeah, praise God most high. Wilson, mainly. You can have a ribbon, though. 
I'll take a thumbs up slap. <laughs> I'll take a like or a thumbs up. I'll, I'll take that <laughs> and be perfectly content with it. This is God's Christmas gift from God to you. Within the many traditions of the Christmas season, perhaps the most popular is the giving and receiving of gifts. Though the many years of gift exchanges through the many years of gift exchanges, there is one that qualifies as the most unique gift that has ever been given. As a matter of fact, it is the sole reason we have this Christmas season. What is this unique gift? I think you know. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I think you know. It is the gift of salvation through Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. So what makes this gift unique? One, it fills the greatest need man has. All of us are sinners, both in our nature and in our actions. God hates sin and the payment or wages for our sin is death. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 6.23 We will all physically die one day, as Based Wilson said. We all babies are born to die one day, right? However, there is yet another death. A spiritual death in a terrible place called hell. Thankfully, we do not have to go there, but can go to heaven because of God's great gift to us. Number two of what makes this gift unique. It is the most expensive gift ever purchased. God gave his only begotten son to be the sacrifice for our sin. On the cross of Calvary, Jesus paid our sin debt with the precious blood of Christ. Number three, it is purchased for everyone. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is not a gift you will want to return or exchange. This ain't a white elephant, right? <laughs> There's no stealing involved in this game, in this gift, gift game, gift giving. This is not a gift you will want to return or exchange as it perfectly fits everyone and is intended for all. Number four, it is simple to receive at any time anytime. Never too late. As children, we often had to wait until Christmas morning to open gifts. This gift is different. All can have the gift of salvation at any time before they die. Behold, now is the day of salvation. From 2 Corinthians 6.2. And this gift, what makes this gift unique? Number five, it is yours forever. It is yours forever. Forever. Sometimes gifts can be taken away from us if we misbehave. This gift that God gives can never be taken from us. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. John 10, 28. Do you accept this gift? That is the question. God has given you this gift. Do you accept this gift? The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Right now, in simple faith, 
recognize that Jesus is Savior. Admit that you are a sinner in need of forgiveness. Then place your faith and trust in Him. Believe in Him. Pray to Him and ask Him to save you. Genuinely. Pray something like this and mean it with all of your heart. Dear God, I realize I am a sinner. I need Jesus as my Savior. I believe in my heart that you died on the cross and arose from the grave for me. I am trusting you right now and ask you to save me from my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed this prayer accepting Jesus' free gift to you, please write to us at the address below. We would like to send you free information on how to live the Christian life. And if you want it again, it's um, James H. Barrett, Sword of the Lord Publishers, P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. That's funny, like Murfreesboro is just down the street, but yet this guy sent this to me from New Jersey. <laughs> made, it, made it like to New Jersey and then back to, back to Nashville. But that's awesome. That's amazing. Do you accept the gift? That is salvation for sinners, for all, the true reason for the season. Do you accept the gift? Recognize, <laughs> says Berserker. Bushwhacking history in Buffalo. Make sure to follow that page on YouTube. Always ladle in the gravy. I'm behind on the streams. I got to catch up on them, but they're super interesting always. Um, good man doing good things out there, you know? And yeah, recognize. Real recognize real. <laughs> Bushwhacking history in Buffalo. Check them out on YouTube. Um, yeah, so right on. And with that, we're going to read, again, the greatest book that's not the Bible in the history of humanity is the Jesus Storybook Bible. <laughs> the Jesus Storybook Bible is the second book of all, second greatest book of all time, only behind the Bible. <laughs> um, so we're going to read that. I'm not going to show you the artwork. It's got awesome, awesome artwork in it. We're just going to read it. You could get a copy of it yourself. I advise, especially if you have kids, to um, whew, bang, bangers. Definitely recognize, I mean, just for real, you should get this. But if you have kids, definitely get a, a copy or two of this and read it to them. Um, I don't ever find flaws and failures in the, the translation or the context. It's really concise. It really sticks true to the Bible, the true gospel message, but puts it like simply very simply for children to understand, which is why it's the second greatest book of all time. It's like you don't even need a study Bible. Just get a Bible <laughs> and get the Jesus Storybook Bible, and that can act as your study Bible, basically. And Slap Weasel says, as long as it has pictures, I can follow along. Yeah. <laughs> even a big dummy like Slap Weasel can follow along to this. So uh, you know that you can <laughs> as well. Just kidding, Slap. Thank you, brother. Thank you, as always, for being my, my, my best mod. <laughs> Big shout out. Always, always helping all the homies out. Slap Weasel. Always crushing for all the homies. <laughs> Slap Weasel throws confetti into the air. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, here we go. We're going to read a little bit, about 20 pages, 30 pages from the Jesus Storybook Bible. So dig in, get ready. Again, pick up pick up a copy for yourself, like for yourself, and definitely if you have kids, pick up a copy, read it to them, show them the pictures. Um, it's great. It's a great time, fun time. So this one is He's Here. This is going to be about four or five different stories we're going to read. This first one is He's Here from Luke 1 and 2. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people, just as he promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down. 
Seas would have roared, trees would have clapped their hands, but the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking, in the darkness, he came. There was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 super great grandson of King David. One morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a great warrior of light appeared right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When she saw the tall shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. <laughs> Mary, Gabriel said, and he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He is God's own son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who could do anything at all was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? Is anything too wonderful for God? Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see. And she believed, I am God's servant. She said, whatever God says, I will do. Sure enough, it was just as the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now, Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full. Every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? Soon, Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old tumble-down stable. So they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there, in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born. His baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift. Wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us. Because... Of course, he had. Because, of course, he had. Oh, yes, he had. The Word. The Logos. <laughs> says Berserker. Oh, yeah. The Word became flesh. So this next one is The Light of the Whole World from Luke 2. That same night, in amongst the other stars, suddenly a bright new star appeared. Of all the stars in the dark vaulted heavens, this one shone clearer. It blazed in the night and made the other stars look pale beside it. God put it there when his baby son was born, to be like a spotlight. Shining on him, lighting up the darkness, showing people the way to him. You see... God was like a new daddy. He couldn't keep the good news to himself. He'd been waiting all these long years for this moment, and now 
he wanted to tell everyone. So he pulled out all the stops. He'd send an angel to tell Mary the good news. He'd put a special star in the sky to show where his boy was. And now he was going to send a big choir of angels to sing his happy song to the world. He's here. He's come. Go and see him, my little boy. Now, where would you send your splendid choir? To a big concert hall, maybe? Or a palace, perhaps? God sent him, God sent his, to a little hillside, outside a little town, in the middle of the night. He sent all those angels to sing for a raggedy old bunch of shepherds watching their sheep outside Bethlehem. In those days, remember, people used to laugh at shepherds and say they were smelly and call them other rude names, which I can't possibly mention here. You see, people thought shepherds were nobodies, just scruffy old riffraff. <laughs> but God must have thought shepherds were very important indeed, because they're the ones he chose to tell the good news to first. That night, some shepherds were out in the open, in the open fields, warming themselves by a campfire, when suddenly the sheep darted. They were frightened by something. The olive trees rustled. What was that? <laughs> a wing a wing beat? They turned around. Standing in front of them was a huge warrior of light, blazing in the darkness. Don't be afraid of me, the bright shining man said. I haven't come to hurt you. I've come to bring you happy news for everyone, everywhere. Today, in David's town, in Bethlehem, God's son has been born. You can go and see him. He is sleeping in a manger. Behind the angel, they saw a strange glowing cloud, except that it wasn't a cloud. It was angels, troops and troops of angels armed with light. And they were singing a beautiful song, Glory to God, to God be fame and honor in all of our hoorays. Then as quickly as they appeared, the angels left. The shepherds stamped out their fire, left their sheep, raced down the grassy hill, through the gates of Bethlehem, down the narrow cobble streets, through a courtyard, down some step, step, steps, past an inn, round a corner, through a hedge, until at last they reached a tumble-down stable. They caught their breath. Then quietly, they tiptoed inside. They knelt on the dirt floor. They had heard about this promised child, and now he was here. Heaven's son, the maker of the stars, a baby sleeping in his mother's arms. This baby would be like the bright like that bright star shining in the sky that night. A light to light up the whole world, chasing away darkness, helping people to see. And the darker the night got, the brighter the star would shine. The brighter that star would shine. What's going on, Sad? <laughs> Glad you could join us. Hope all is well. Points and laughs at shepherds and sedificantus. Yeah. <laughs> Next one here is the king of all kings. The king of all kings from Matthew 2. Far away in the east, three clever men saw the very same star the star that God had put in the sky when Jesus was born. They knew it was a sign. A baby king had been born. They had been waiting for the star. They knew it would come. He's here, they shouted. He's here. And I'm sure if you'd been there, you would have heard them laughing and dancing and singing until the sun came up. At dawn, they packed up their camels and wrapped gifts for the baby. They brought their most precious treasures of all. Frankincense, gold, and myrrh. Myrrh. Myrrh or myrrh? I say myrrh. 
special, sparkly, lovely smelling, gleaming things. Just right for a king. The three wise men. Actually, if you'd met them, you'd have thought they were kings because they were so rich and clever and important looking. All set off. They rode their camels across endless deserts, up steep, steep mountains, down into deep, deep valleys, through raging rivers, over grassy plains, night and day and day and night, for hours that turned into days, that turned into weeks, that turned into months and months, until at last they reached Jerusalem. Jerusalem was by far the most important city for miles around, and as anyone can tell you, that's where a palace would be and kings are born in palaces. So that's where they went, but they were in for a surprise. They went to see King Herod. Surely he'd know where this baby was, but he didn't. In fact, he didn't like the sound of a new king. It made him cross. He didn't want anyone to be king except him. But Herod's advisors told the three wise men what was written in their books, what God had said about the baby king. Go to Bethlehem. That's where you'll find him. Suddenly, the star they had seen in the east started moving again, showing them the way. So the three wise men followed the star out of the big city, along the road, into the little town of Bethlehem. They followed the star through the streets of Bethlehem, out of the nice part of town, through the not-so-nice part of town, into the really-not-nice-at-all part of town, down a little dirt road, until it stopped right over a little house. But wait, it wasn't a palace, and there weren't any guards or servants or flags, or red carpets or trumpets or anything. Did they get it wrong? Or was this what God meant? Sure enough, in that little house, there, sitting on his mother's knee, they found him, the baby king. The baby king. The three men knelt before the little king. They took off their rich royal turbans and gleaming golden crowns. They bowed their noble heads to the ground and gave him their sparkling treasures. The journey that had begun so many centuries before had led three wise men here to a little town to a little house, to a little child. To the king God had promised David all those years before. But this child was a new kind of king. Though he was the prince of heaven, he had become poor. Though he was the mighty God, he had become a helpless baby. This king hadn't come to be the boss he had come to be a servant. This king hadn't come to be the boss. He had come to be the servant. Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Magi Legends, says uh, Berserker. Is that their names? Am I unaware of their actual names? It says ba said, said in the chat, says, Based Caspar, Mel Melchior, and Balthazar. Balthazar. That's, a, that's, a, that's an awesome name. <laughs> if my girlfriend's watching, I might have just changed, I might have just updated our baby name list, and uh, Balthazar might be up there. Um... <laughs> For real, for real, Boaz is on my baby name list. That's like either number one or number two boys that we have are going to be Boaz. Little baby Bo. <laughs> Bringing it back. Um, and my new number one is John, which is what we're going to read about right now. 
Last little story here we're going to read. It's called Heaven Breaks Through. And it's the story of John the Baptist from Matthew 3, Luke 1 and 3, and John 1. John the Baptist, written about by John of Patmos. And I think John is going to be the name of my first baby boy. <laughs> and then Boaz. Boaz is probably going to be my number, my number two baby boy. <laughs> going to have John and Bo. <laughs> and then maybe Balthazar. <laughs> then maybe Balthazar. I like, I like, um, what was the, I'm going to mess it up. Belshazzar. Is that his name? Belshazzar, the Babylonian king that messed everything up and got invaded. I think it's Belshazzar. That's also an awesome name. Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. Those are three pretty good names. <laughs> My buddy is named Boaz. Total J. <laughs> yeah. I want four-letter names, because my name's Sean Corey. I want my kids to have four simple, biblical four-letter names. I like Amos, Amos, that's a good one. I like a lot of names like uh, Hezekiah and Jebediah. <laughs> I could pull my name, my, my name up, my list name up right now. I like a lot of really good names, but I really want them to be four letters and biblical names, and not too insane and too crazy. I like Malachi is a good one. Like I like, I like the prophet names or like good good boy names. Um, but my list as of now is John and Josh. I think are my my number one and number two boys. John and Josh, and then Boaz and Luke and Zane and Levi and Theo and Zeke, Jehu, Ezra, Joel, Zion, Amos, Lyell. <laughs> um, and then the girls are going to be Selah, Elsie, Ada, Leah, Jael, Sarah, Mara, Beth, Hope, Kara, Awan, and Lois. Simple four-letter names. Matthew and John the Baptist, both in my IRL name. <laughs> John Matthew. Enough name talk. We'll finish reading this. If you guys have some awesome name suggestions... Um, <laughs> send them my way slap weasel says nebuchadnezzar and bob are my kids but not really <laughs> that would be quite the difference of like <laughs> an epic king name and then like literally just like your plumber's name <laughs> nebuchadnezzar is a good name but yeah. so is belshazzar belshazzar um but, you know, are you going to name your kid after a failed Babylonian king? Probably not. Ignatius, I like. That's a good one. Ignatius is a good one. Send me good baby names. <laughs> Some epic biblical baby names. Now in the chat or later on in my comments or in my P.O. box. But we're going to keep reading. This one is called Heaven Breaks Through. It's about John the Baptist, which started this all. John. Based John. Two of the greatest characters in the entire Bible are named John. And my name is this dumb, stupid Irish version of John. So I think I want my, my firstborn son, a.k.a. my firstborn, because we all know real men make boys first. So my first baby <laughs> is going to be named John, I'm pretty sure. Um, it just seems to be the best name out there. So again, this is about John. It's called Heaven Breaks Through. About the same time Jesus was born, another baby was born. His name was John, and God had a special job for him. John was going to get everyone ready for Jesus. The day John was born, his dad knew God's promise to Abraham was coming true. God was sending the rescuer, and he was so happy he sang a song. Because God loves us with a never-stopping never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Heaven is breaking through. He is sending us a light from heaven to shine on us like the sun, to shine on those who live in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
So John grew up and, well, to tell you the truth, he was a bit unusual. <laughs> he lived in the desert. He wore itchy, scratchy outfits made of camel hair. He had a big, big, bushy beard and long, long, scraggly hair. And here is the oddest thing of all. He only ate locusts, short for big, creepy, crunchy grasshoppers, which he dipped in honey to disguise the taste, probably. <laughs> but God sent John to tell his people something important. Stop running away from God and run to him instead, John said. You need to be rescued. I have good news. That rescuer is coming. Make your hearts ready for him. Yes, get ready because your king is coming back for you. Great crowds listened to John. They were sorry they had sinned and they wanted to stop running away from God. They wanted to be rescued. So John baptized them which means he plunged them in and out of the water. It showed that they wanted to follow God and begin a new life. One day, John was baptizing people in the Jordan River as usual when he looked up and saw a man walking down to the water's edge. God spoke quietly to John. This is the one. John's heart leapt. This was the moment he'd been waiting for all his life. Look, John said, as Jesus came down into the water. But his voice came out as a whisper. He couldn't make it any louder. It was all he could do to even speak. The Lamb of God, God's best Lamb, who takes away the sins of the whole world. Will you baptize me too? Jesus asked. Who am I, John asked, to baptize you? It's what God wants me to do, Jesus said. So John baptized Jesus. Suddenly, it was as if someone had drawn back curtains in a dark room, as if heaven itself had opened, because a beautiful light broke through the clouds and shone down onto Jesus, bathing him in gold. Beads of water glittered and sparkled like tiny diamonds in his hair. A white dove flew down and gently rested on Jesus, and a voice came down from heaven. It was clear and strong and loud so everyone could hear. This is my own son, and I love him. I am very pleased with him, God said. Listen to him. Heaven had broken through. The great rescue had begun. The great rescue had indeed begun. <laughs> Amen. Again, Jesus Storybook Bible. Get a copy for yourself. Definitely a copy for your kids. It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. St. John the Baptist ate his bugs. Yeah. <laughs> I will never eat the bugs. I will not eat the bugs. I will not wear the metaverse <laughs> goggles. I will not live in a pod. Yeah. Cod posted a funny thing on, on Gab where some guy was you know, fear, fear posting about, um, what's, what do they say? You will own nothing and you will love it or whatever <clears throat> that the quote unquote elites and rulers were talking about. I've been propagating out there into the world, into the ether. You will, you will own nothing and you will love it. <laughs> so what did I, I, I posted back at Cod and he liked it and reposted it and stuff, but He's making a good point where it's like you're bringing that into reality by reposting that and fear squirting about it, right? So you got to flip the script. You got to flip the narrative. And I posted, um, we will inherit the kingdom of God and we will be happy. 
<laughs> because yes, I don't, we don't have to own anything and happiness is temporary, right? We will, we will inherit the kingdom of God, the eternal glorious kingdom that awaits us. And we will be happy. <laughs> we will have the truth. We will have the love. We will have the light. Um, so yeah, they can try to put us in pods and make us eat the bugs or whatever and wear the metaverse goggles and eat the corn syrup and <laughs> the seed oils and all that stuff. Good luck because we win in the end when we put our faith and our trust and our love in God alone. When we accept his gift. Where is it? When we accept the gift that God has given us, the one that fills the greatest need man has had, it is the most expensive gift ever purchased, it is purchased for everyone, it is simple to receive at any time, and it is yours forever. I will accept the gift, God's greatest gift, the Christmas gift, and I will be happy. Thank you very much, Mr. Rothschild. <laughs> Thank you very, very much, Mr. Rockefeller. I will be happy. Thank you, sir. I will be happy in heaven with our creator. And yes, John the Baptist did eat bugs. <laughs> it doesn't mean I will. <laughs> doesn't mean I have to. <laughs> right on. Enough rants. Enough, enough raving. We're going to call it a night. The Logos Locomotive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so thankful for all of y'all. Y'all are all amazing. My, my mods in the chat. My homies in the chat. Berserker. Demon, Slay, Demon Hunter. Demon Slayer Bear. Demon Hunter Bear, Set of Acantus, Slap Weasel, my dudes, thank you guys, I love y'all, I appreciate y'all, so grateful for all you do, for me and for everyone else, and just all the good stuff you do out there, to all the hundreds of people that have like subscribed and followed me, thank you, I appreciate it, the hundreds of people that like watch me or listen to me every week, it's very appreciated, I love it. Um, do me a favor and keep spreading spreading the heat. <laughs> Pass that heat around if you can. I appreciate that. All the folks in my Discord server and my Telegram channel and my Telegram community channel that are just like, you know, keeping me in check when I need it and sending me cool links and funny memes and stuff. I, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all are all amazing. To all the people that have like sent me money and donated money to me or sent me cool stuff cool uh, pamphlets <laughs> to my P.O. box and handwritten letters to my P.O. box. Y'all are amazing. And y'all definitely motivate me to keep going with all this. Um, again, I will be back next week. I was originally not going to be back, but I will be back next week with a shorter stream with uh, Joe Gagan, Telecaster Bear, for a short stream to discuss my month of recruitment in the Legion of Bears last month in November. And also just talk about what the group is, the whole experience, and how and why you out there should join. Why you, young man or old man, should join the Legion. Take up the call and join the Legion of Bears. So tune in next week. I'll be here with Joe Gagan talking about that. The challenge starts in January. It's every other month. So if you're watching this, if you're like watching this in January or February, you're like, man, I missed it. You can still sign up in, in uh, March, like January, and then there's an off month, and then March, off month, and then May, and then off month, and then June, you know. So every other month, you can join the challenge. We're going to talk about it next week. You'll hear all about it. After that, I'm taking a week or two break. I haven't decided how long. But I should be back on January 10th or January 17th, Monday nights, regular time, excuse me, sorry. With uh, I got some awesome stream topics planned for next year, for early next year. It's going to be awesome and amazing, so tune in for that, live or on the replay. And I also got some amazing guests coming up. We got some, we got some guests, and we are going to have a time. Oh, yeah, we are going to have a time next year in 2022. And to show my thanks, <laughs> wrapping up here, to show my thanks to my new streaming platform, my new social media, and my new streaming platform, now that the Twitter has kicked me off 
and I seem to have my time seems to be limited on all the places um, to show my thanks to my new home and my new streaming platform VK out in Mother Russia. I'm going to end this stream with a truly magnificent song by Four Little Russian Angels. <laughs> Four little teeny tiny beautiful Russian angels. We're going to close this stream out with. Um, I couldn't get the video with the subtitles, but it's a rewritten version of Hallelujah. Beautifully written, not the creepy grabbler version that the original song is. Um, and it might actually be Ukrainian. I don't know if they're actually Russian. <laughs> they might be Ukrainian angels. Um, sorry if that... Sorry if my ignorance offends you guys <laughs> over there in Eastern Europe. Don't censor me, Putin. <laughs> Keep watching. I got three or four people watching on VK already. Just got an account like today. That's awesome. That's amazing. But until then, I'm going to close it out with that. Till then, until next year, hope you guys have the greatest Christmas of all time. May you have the greatest Christmas ever in recorded human history. <laughs> May it be full of light and love and truth and beauty and goodness you know the deal be good do good love and be loved thank you guys love you guys i love all of you each and every one of you i love you i appreciate all you've done for me and have a merry christmas and a happy new year take care guys
Артем Колесников, Юлия Серенько, Марсель Сабиров, Ксения Пономаренко.